The police are searching for a man dressed like a Christmas tree that slashed tires at a meat company. Celebrate the holiday season by renting a living Christmas tree. And inflation is affecting tamale prices during this Christmas. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in Los Angeles. Today we're doing some Christmas theme segments from around the world. Ah, I hope you like this. Police are looking for a man dressed like a Christmas tree who slashed tires at a meat warehouse. <laughs> what a great sentence. <laughs> a man dressed as a Christmas tree slashed tires at a meat warehouse. <laughs> I mean, what is the deal with this? The police in Poland are hunting for a man who dressed like a Christmas tree and then proceeded to slash the tires of 21 vehicles belonging to a meat warehouse in the village of Warzamise? Warzamise. I think it's Vajimishi in uh, northwest Poland. Yeah, nailed it. We have video footage of the spruced up villain. It was released. I watched the footage. <laughs> I'm going to post a link to it. It's very good. <laughs> this guy's not. So if you Google like Christmas tree costume, you know, they're like made out of felt. Uh, you know, they're, they're not made of real branches. This guy looks like he duct taped like Christmas tree branches to his whole body. <laughs> like, you know, like leaves poking out, branches poking out of his, his torso. Uh, it's, it, the footage is a little, I would say, grainy. And you might mistaken it for Bigfoot footage. I mean, this could be a Yeti is what I'm saying. This might be the first real video footage of a Yeti. Who knew a Yeti wanted to just take revenge on some vehicles at a meat warehouse? I mean... Maybe they're selling Yeti jerky here, and the Yeti's not pleased with that. Now, they interviewed the owner of the warehouse, whose name is... Matthews? Matthews Wachral. Matthews Wachral. Matthews Wachral. Screw this. <laughs> the owner told the media that the man was recorded loitering near the premises and then covering himself in a makeshift disguise with branches taken from nearby trees. I didn't see that video footage of him applying the trees to his body. I would have loved to have seen what his method of application was. Um, did he use string, duct tape, gorilla glue? I mean, how did he get all these branches stuck to his body? He's covered in the branches, man. Now we have the owner uh, wrapping this up by saying, in my opinion, this was more of a guerrilla action than a well-prepared operation. Along the way, he lost his camouflage. Branches were scattered everywhere. It was a terrible plan, really. Um, I love how he called it camouflage. Yes, it is camouflage. It's natural camouflage. The company's called Madar. And it says here that they estimate the damage caused by this uh, Christmas tree to be 50,000 to 60,000 zloty. Did I say that correctly? Zloty? That's the Polish, Polish bucks. They are offering 5,000 zloty reward to anyone who helps find this man and cuts him down. Bonus! You are allowed to drag him into your home and cover him in lights and tinsel and use him as your actual Christmas tree. It's okay. 
celebrate the holiday season and Mother Nature by renting a living Christmas tree. Isn't this nice? For those who celebrate Christmas, the scent of pine is inextricably linked with this holiday season. And while artificial trees have surpassed live trees as the most popular Christmas tree of choice in the United States, there are 25 to 30 million real Christmas trees sold in the U.S. annually, according to the National Christmas Tree Association. We're learning a lot here, guys. There is a National Christmas Tree Association. I had no idea. Like, how do, how do I get a job working for the National Christmas Tree Association? I would love to work for this company. I mean, I mean, first of all, you probably only work like one month out of the year, right? That's great. And then, you know, we can vote on some important Christmas tree-related issues, such as, uh, can we mix up what goes on top of the Christmas tree? I mean, it's usually an angel or a star. I'd like to put some other things on top of that. Christmas tree, something fun, maybe like a sex toy. That would be hilarious, right? Someone comes into your house. Oh, n- nice tree. What? What is that on top? <laughs> it's called the uh, Big Black Demon. Yeah, we got it on sale. Uh, <laughs> that is a horrible joke. Please forgive me. Hey, it's Christmas time, guys. I'm just trying to be jolly. Uh, with the live Christmas tree option, though, there's one major downside. It says here, you got to dispose of your tree after the holidays have passed. And that just drives me up a wall. I have to be honest with you. When I walk along the streets in January and I just see trees in a bag all along the sidewalk, I'm just so depressed. It's horrible. That beautiful tree took years to grow and now it's sitting in a trash bag dying on the side of the road. Ew. Um, so now we have an, another option guys, and this might save the planet. Uh, it says here, warmer temperatures are creating another dilemma as well. The American Christmas tree association reports that drought conditions and extreme weather events are whittling down the supply of fresh live trees available to consume this season. Okay. So we're already, uh, behind the curve when it comes to live trees because of this drought, uh, Luckily, though, there's a new holiday tradition that you need to know about. It's been steadily gaining traction over the past few years throughout the U.S. and in a number of other countries, including Germany and across the U.K., renting a living potted Christmas tree. I had no idea, but this sounds like a great solution. Interest in living Christmas tree rentals in the U.S. gained serious traction in 2012, according to Better Homes and Gardens. And mostly because some guy named Scott Martin pitched an idea for his company called The Living Christmas Tree Company on the reality show Shark Tank. His inspiration began to take shape when he spent one Christmas vacation delivering trees for a local nursery. Um, It says here, while Scott understandably enjoyed the sheer magic and merriment created by the simple act of bringing a Christmas tree into someone's house, According to the company's website, he was equally disheartened to see those trees then abandoned curbside as soon as the holiday passed. Well, he felt the same way that I feel. I hate seeing those abandoned trees on the curbside. Uh, So therefore, Scott is like, I'm going to do something about this. He founded his Southern California Living Tree Rental Service in 2008. Wow, this has been around a while. I never heard of it. All right, you're probably wondering, how does all this work? Well, the process for most Christmas tree rental companies is this. You select your tree online, after which the tree is transferred to a pot, and then it is delivered to your home. While the tree is in your care, you'll be responsible for maintaining it, including watering it, feeding it, 
keeping it healthy and happy, singing carols to it, giving it a nice hug on Christmas Eve with your whole family. Gather around, give it a nice hug, show it some love. Once Christmas has passed, you then arrange to return it to the nursery where it will be repotted and maintained until the next holiday season. That's amazing, isn't it? This is a great option, by the way. Um, It says here, if you grow attached to your tree, many places will even allow you to reserve it and rent the same tree for several years to come. If you get really up close and personal with one of these trees, um, it says here, Uh, Many rental services will transfer the tree to its forever home within a community or a nearby forest. Depending on where you live, you can have it delivered, I guess, even in the center of your hometown or something. A quick internet search will quickly tell you which rental services may be operating in your area. If you don't live near a designated living Christmas tree rental service, be sure to check with your local tree farms and ask about any rental options they may consider offering. Oh, I love this. So many things are positive about this. It's very eco-friendly. It's uh, less wasteful as well. And, you know, a lot of people, because they want to be eco-friendly, they'll, uh, I'd imagine they would go for the fake Christmas tree option. And then they think, well, I'll have this for 10 years or so, and I won't have to use a real tree. Um, But then they kind of miss out on that real tree option, which I really love a real tree. I love the way it smells and all that. Uh, so this is a, a, a great alternative. Uh, I went to a website to just get a gist of, uh, you know, what these living tree rental prices are. I found rent Xmastree.com. Um, and they're offering, uh, a junior Nordman fur that's between $35 and $125. I guess, according to height, they have a Nordman fur for 115 to $255. And it looks like that's about it. Um, so I guess it ranges from 35 to about 250 at least on this particular site, just to give you an idea if you were considering this option. I think it's wonderful. I really do. This is a positive, although weird, it's a very positive Christmas story. Let's keep it rolling. Inflation is affecting tamale prices during the holidays. Tamales and the steps to make tamales is a tradition for Hispanic and South Texas families But with grocery prices going up, how has that affected the tamale tradition? In South Texas, making tamales with a family or just eating tamales during the December festivities is a tradition for many families. Did you know that? There's a lot of tamale eating going on during the holidays. I had no idea. I love tamales. We have in this story a woman named Sarah. Her family owns Huertas Tamales. Here's a quote from Sarah. We're so dedicated to making these tamales for everybody because we know everybody is counting on us every year to make tamales for them, especially during the holidays. Now, Huerta's tamales are in Corpus Christi. According to the Huerta family, during this time, they make hundreds of dozens of tamales just for the month of December. Here's a quote from Maria Huerta, the owner of Huerta's tamales. Everything is really expensive, but we're trying to help our clients. Most of our clients are older. That's the end of the quote. She says that all the ingredients to make this delicacy have gotten so expensive with inflation, but they try their best to keep prices manageable for their clients because they know how hard it can be during these times, and the people need the tamales, the holiday tamales. I would like a holiday tamale wrapped in a little bow. That sounds lovely. Uh, Here's another quote from Maria. 
I used to pay $8 for corn flour. Now we pay $12 up to $20 for a 50-pound corn flour bag. Sheesh. The meat was, you know, a little cheaper now, like a dollar a pound. Now it's almost $2.50 a pound. I mean, from $1 to $2.50 a pound. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We're trying to stay as affordable as possible for the holiday seasons. Man, but it is tough with inflation. Maria is trying to keep her prices down so everyone can have some affordable tamales for the month of December. Uh, While it is not easy with the increasing prices, Maria has not increased her prices that much. She sells a dozen tamales for about $12.50. While she hopes prices will decrease once again, she is committed to her customers. The rising prices in the meat, corn flour, and even the corn husks will not affect her in any way. She will continue to make those tamales for Christmas. Eat a bunch of tamales. I confess I've never eaten a tamale on Christmas. I didn't know it was a thing, but I am down for it. Do you guys have a favorite Christmas treat, Christmas food, Christmas meal, Christmas restaurant? What do you do? What is your what is your go-to restaurant on Christmas Eve? A lot of people like uh, to go to Chinese food restaurants. In fact, I've done that before on Christmas Eve. It's It's a very lovely time. I'd love to hear from you. Call my show, 646-450-2012. If you would like to send me some some tamales from Maria's company, I will give you my address. Yay! Well, how about that for a holiday-themed episode of Weird AF News? Just kind of getting you guys in the mood. Um, I want to thank Kelly Cardwell for buying me coffees for the holiday season off my website, weirdafnews.com. Um, how gratuitous of Kelly. I appreciate that. Kelly wrote me a lovely note, too. She wrote, A long overdue cup of coffee for you, Jonesy, and thanks to your Iowa Falls fan who reminded me. P.S. Earlier in the week, you said you'd like a satyr. Don't you think that could go wrong if you don't specify? Like, a unicorn is a unicorn, but what if you got the satyr and the bottom was a man and the top was a goat? Um, you know, I never considered that, Kelly. That's something I should consider. I need to be specific when I'm ordering my satyr. Yeah, I wouldn't want the top to be a goat because I want to be able to speak to my satyr, you know, communicate, especially if the satyr is going to be my sidekick, you know. Um, you bring up a good point. I also got an email from Beverly Nelson. Uh, I believe this is the first time she reached out to me. She sent me an article and wrote, I listen, I listen to your show every day, Jonesy. You always start my day off with laughter. And to me, that is the most wonderful gift someone could give another person. Good luck with your life, man. Beverly Nelson. Isn't that a lovely email? Thank you, Beverly. I really appreciate that. I'm very glad I can help you start your day off with some laughter. I know the episodes aren't always very funny. You know, it's kind of hit or miss, but you always learn something, right? I mean, it's a weird world out there, man. And I'm just bringing it to you guys. You know, let's um, let's explore it together. Let's laugh at it together. <laughs> it always at least makes you feel good about your life, especially when you read stories about some dude dressed like a Christmas tree committing crimes. You're like, oh my God, what's going on? Now, lastly, I got a package this morning. Lovely box of coffee from Amira from uh, California. And uh, got a couple pounds of coffee and a very lovely mug. So I just want to give her a shout out. That was amazing, man. To receive a gift like that, I'm just like over the moon. Um, I've been told by listeners that there are there's bags of coffee on the way for the holiday season, and I'm thrilled to hear that. Um, I won't have to buy coffee for like another, you know, two weeks. <laughs> kidding. For months, for months, there are pounds of coffee I'm getting, and this is from like a micro brewery, and I love that too. I'm getting coffee from all different 
little places I would have never had coffee from. So that's amazing. If you want to send me something, uh, please just email me. I'll give you my address. It's very simple. Funnyjones at gmail.com is the email. I left the number to the show. Please call. I'm going to post some, uh, publish, publish rather, some phone calls after this if you'd like to stick around. I've got some doozies. And then if you'd like to support the show, I mentioned earlier the weirdafnews.com website is where you can go and you can join the Patreon or buy me a coffee off the website. So that's pretty cool, too, if you're thinking that you might want to show Jonesy and the show some love this holiday season. Uh, anyways, I appreciate your time, guys. We'll, uh, we'll let it go. Take care. Hey, Jonesy. Chris from Glens Falls, New York. You know, sometimes your word choice paints such a vivid picture in my mind. For instance, this morning I heard yesterday's podcast because, well, you're on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, uh, so I don't get them until first thing in the morning. Um, and you're talking about trans people having vaginas installed. And instantly I picture somebody up on a lift with a mechanic with wrenches and screwdrivers. Anyway. Uh, keep it up. Uh, you make my mornings worth waking up. And good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy. It's Lisa from Huntington, West Virginia. I haven't called in a while. Um, but me and Tater, we're doing okay. Tater's waiting to come home from the nursing home when he gets his artificial leg. They had to cut his uh, left leg off for because of diabetes. Um, I love you, Jonesy, and I'm still a faithful listener, and I wanted to comment on the parenting, the um, game addiction. That's not the game's problem. That's not the manufacturer's problem. Yes, we we have children. We should parent them. Um, I had one child after having seven miscarriages, and I ran a little tiny babysitting business in my home, and even though I'm blind, I really stayed on top of the kids. A lot of people think you can't parent if you're blind, but um, there's a lot of blind people to have over the years and still are, and you have to put that child first when they're little, and the addiction problem is the parent's job to uh, make sure, because people can get addicted to anything, and it starts in childhood, and we have to teach our kids if we can, and we have to work real hard at it to still let life go on and not get addicted. I mean, we have to teach that to parents. And parenting is the hardest job. But when you have those children, you signed up for it. So, and Jonesy, you're so adorable. And also, um, the vagina thing. Uh, yes, it's good that they've uh, developed the vagina for medical science, but I wish they could uh, develop you guys a vagina, too, for when you all don't have a real one. Or you lesbians, uh, I'm all inclusive. <laughs> and um, anyway, I love you, Jonesy, and I love all the weirdos out there, so... Keep praying that Tater gets home, my husband, and uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. This is Shaq, and this is Charles, and this is the holiday season of the year, 
this is the time when people gather with their family and their friends, and they do good things like eat good food. And that's why I want to remind you to try the Shackinator Pizza, available only from your local Papa John's restaurant. Oh, Shaq, that's just terrible. That's not why we're here. It's not. No, you don't promote me. Pay me to promote your pizza? What's wrong with you, man? Well, then what should we do? We should do something good. Something that is, like, helpful to people. Oh, like maybe ask people to donate to Jonesy's Patreon? Yeah, that'd be something good. Let's do that. Okay. Everyone, think about donating to Jonesy's Patreon. Donate some money. That would be good. He could use the help. Yeah, everyone. Why don't you donate to Jonesy's Patreon? Or maybe to his PayPal. Buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. Okay. That sounds better. Because I know what happens. You get on Santa's naughty list or a nice list. Yeah, and if you get on Santa's naughty list, well, you know what that would be? What's that? Well, that'd be terrible. What up, Jonesy? It's your boy, Chef Ryan. I figured instead of sending an email, I'd actually call in for once. Uh, I have to say, the parents suing for Fortnite, I am, as a parent, I am just, like, sick and damn tired of parents not wanting to be parents. Like, they need to step up. They need to put controls on their kids' video games usage and maybe you know treat it as a privilege and say hey if you do this this and that you can get to play video games but if you don't do this this and that like their their addiction could be a powerful tool for the parents they could use that to manipulate their children to do shit they don't want to do you know use it as a reward for chores use it as a reward for you know properly brushing your teeth like there are multitudes of ways parents can use something like this as a tool for them and not for their kids they can block their kids from playing the video games they don't have to let their kids play the damn video games like this is lazy parenting 101 and it makes my brain hurt uh but uh yeah that's that's my hot take on that as a parent. Also, like, screw the police in Texas for that ish they did with the CPS, like, a couple of weeks ago or whatnot they, that you were talking about that everybody was pissed off about. Like, that's just stupid. If an eight-year-old can't walk half a mile in the suburbs, like, y'all retarded. I have a good one, weirdos. Merry Christmas, and you have a Merry Christmas, Jonesy. You've got some... Pretty good coffee sending your way for Christmas, as per usual, and, uh, yeah, maybe something nice to drink. I don't know. That was a little difficult last year, so maybe maybe something else. We'll see. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, this here is Skeeter from Jacksonville, Florida. I, I tell you my city that I'm calling from because I don't want you to confuse me with any other Skeeter that might be calling in and leaving you a message. Um, I told you you that I was going to be writing you a song about 12 days of Christmas and calling in a different uh, chorus or, or verse every day and that you could play it each day. Well, I don't want you to do that. I, I'm just going to call it in all at once uh, on Friday 
and it's going to, you know, have 11, 12, all 11 days, uh, 12 days of Christmas, all 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, all at once on Friday. So don't play that first day that I called in about an iguana in a bear's palm tree. Don't play that yet. I'm going to call in all 12 days of Christmas for you to play on Friday because, you know, these are the things that Florida gives you, Jonesy, to talk about on Florida Friday. So don't play that iguana in a palm tree yet, okay? Thanks for doing me that favor, buddy. Okay, bye-bye. Good luck with your life, man. Yay! Hey, Jonesy, it's Lisa Blankenship again from Huntington, West Virginia. I just wondered, have you ever been to Huntington, West Virginia? And if you ever come here for a comedy show, I'm sure Taylor and I would come and a lot of other people. Um, but I was just wondering if you've been here. We're almost 100,000 people in Huntington itself, West Virginia. That's big to me because I grew up in a town with only 300 people uh, from those sticks. And he used to have a real country accent like Loretta Lynn, but I went to Romney Blind School in Romney, West Virginia, and that's why I don't talk so country anymore. Nothing wrong with it, but um, being young when I went, I just grew out of the accent. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to see you live one day. Just get to know you personally and uh, maybe have I maybe have a drink with you. Tater doesn't drink. He's a recovering alcohol, but he lets me drink every now and then. And I don't drink. Well, he don't let me. I'm my own boss. But um, I don't drink that much. I mean, because I have alcoholism in my family. So I'm social about it really rarely. But I would like to have a drink with you and meet you. That'd be cool. That's my dream. Bye. <laughs> 